You are listening to WMNF Tampa. You are tuned to WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. This is Community Speaks Public Affairs Programming here in the afternoon. Before we get back to the music, there's a lot going on, of course, every week as we face all of the issues. This is, um, uh, by the way, my name is Patrick Mobili. Personally, I'm looking at a lot of reactionary politics, but we're going to look at the new space race. We're going to look at the Russian agenda for Africa, and we're going to look at the tourism numbers and uh, what's uh, behind the fall in tourism in Florida. Of course, if you've been listening closely, you know that it's the governor's policies being propped up, of course, by the legislature. But also, here in the Tampa Bay area, we're going to look at continual discussion about the Jackson House and other historical markers that talk about black history and how to preserve it. The Jackson House is in this community near downtown or in downtown Tampa and it's falling apart and it was the place where people of color people people who are the likes of Nat King Cole and Martin Luther King Jr. had to stay because this was not a welcoming place for black people and the Jackson House was a rooming house that they could stay in while they visited Tampa but is tourism down because of the same reason, the same type policies. And we know that the NAACP has issued an advisory, travel advisory to the state of Florida, along with Equality Florida because of the anti-LGBTQ issues, uh, policies in this state. And we lost one of our <laughs> most famous sportsmen, Dwayne Wade from this state who lived in Florida, played for the Miami Heat basketball team and was just named to the Hall of Fame, the NBA Hall of Fame. He felt he had to leave this state because his daughter, Zaya, uh, who has transitioned back in 2020, uh, they no longer feel comfortable living in the state of Florida, so they moved. But there were a lot of people who thought that Dwayne Wade should run for office. <laughs> and I kind of like that idea. You know, recently, Dwayne Wade was given an NAACP Image Award. And uh, he gave a, a touching speech to his daughter, Zaya, when he received that award. I want to take a listen to what Dwayne Wade had to say in solidarity with his daughter, as we get things started here on Community Speaks. And, of course, you can chime in. Irene is waiting to take your telephone calls, and you can write me, dj at wmnf.org, here on Community Speaks, as we talk about these issues. Uh, We know that people don't feel welcome in Florida. A lot of people have left Florida, and a lot of people from the right have moved to Florida a lot of 
cops from New York who had blemishes on their records were invited by the governor to move to Florida and that uh, may have helped his election win. But as his campaign for president is foundering, floundering right now, uh, the issues that he has left here in the state of Florida for us to deal with and live with uh, have caused a lot of uh, contention, uh, political contention in this state. A lot of people don't feel welcome, and one family was Dwayne Wade's family. So I want to take a listen as we get things started here on Community Speaks to his speech to the NAACP Image Award as he talks about his daughter and the courage that she has exhibited is she's lived in this state and had to deal with the uh, the politics here. So keep it tuned. This is Community Speaks here on your community radio station. Um, as we know, it takes a village, it takes a community. I want to take this moment to publicly speak to our daughter, Zaya. Zaya, as your father, all I've wanted to do was get it right. I've sat back and watched how gracefully you've taken on the public scrutiny. And even though it's not easy, I watched you walk out of that house every morning as yourself. I admire how you've handled the ignorance in our world. I admire it that you face every day. To say that your village is proud of you is an understatement. Thank you for showing me that there's more than just one way to communicate effectively. You've taught me that communication with my mouth isn't enough. I have to also communicate with my two ears and my two eyes. As your father, my job isn't to create a, a version of myself or direct your future. My role is to be a facilitator to your hopes, your wishes, your dreams. Zaya, you've made me a better human just simply by being who you were born to be, our baby girl, Zaya Wade. So baby, thank you for showing the world what courage looks like. I'm proud that I was chosen to stand in place as your father. And thank you so much to the NAACP for this incredible honor. You are tuned again to Community Speed. That was the voice of Dwayne Wade, NDA basketball player for the Miami Heat, uh, recipient of the NAACP Image Award. He was speaking there to the NAACP, uh, solidarity with his daughter. And a lot of people have, like him, decided to move their family out of Florida because of the politics here. And we're seeing... A lot of people having to make that take that stand, but a lot of people are also making a statement by not coming here for their conventions. And obviously, the advisories have worked. The people people around the country are reeling with these policies here in Florida, and tourism dollars are down at least one point two percent down from the first part of this year. Uh, so there are people who are canceling their conventions they're canceling their plans to come here to make a statement and uh, 
that's a good thing. People are standing in solidarity uh, with this uh, with people who feel under threat in this state. Uh, the question also for me becomes, you know, why do Republicans fall for authoritarianism and for some of the most outlandish lies from their leaders? And uh, there have been a lot of people who have written as to why that has happened. Uh, and I think I kind of agree with some of some of it. They're uh, a party of false outrage while ignoring the real problems of the world. And the only thing I think to do about them now, other than outvoting them, is to ridicule them and counter-program their cultish excesses. Uh, so that's where I come in. My uh, Why Republicans fall for a dictator or an authority figure has to do with their daddy issues, most likely. The need to follow a father figure to tell them what to think and to give them a permission platform to act on their worst proclivities. A cry for the patriarchal figure to fix it by hook or by crook, as they say in some parts of this country. Uh, but also... There's a propaganda campaign being carried out by a similar dictatorial uh, right-wing player, actor on the world stage, and that is V. Putin and uh, his Africa policy. I noticed that there's a lot of disinformation campaigns taking place on the African continent, and uh, Africa is becoming a pawn. And what is the central issue in Europe today, and that is the Russian invasion in the war on Ukraine. That war effort requires resources, and so Africa is Russia's target. I want to talk more about that before we get out today, but coming back locally, I want to, you know, talk about the campaign to save a historical, a black history symbol in this state before we go to a break and start taking your telephone calls to Jackson House. And uh, we know that the Jackson House is falling in disrepair and it sits uh, ready to be, you know, people want to re uh, restore it. And there's been a campaign, a foundation has raised about $3 million toward an anticipated $4 million cost to uh, repair and uh Apparently, a holdup is a buffer that the fire code requires between the Jackson House and a neighboring parking lot. Uh, so far, the foundation and the parking lot owners have not agreed to a deal. Apparently, you know, the house is sagging, uh, looks like it's ready to fall apart, so it's not safe for passerbys. It's not safe, you know, to walk in and be close to it and take a look and at this piece of history here in the Tampa Bay area, but there are a lot of people who really want to solve this problem because it's part of a larger historical landmark of Central Avenue where there were a lot of black businesses, a lot of black progress here in Tampa seen before it was all torn asunder. So, you know, that is a first step in trying to preserve history so that maybe we could re- store some of that pride that we lived with before. Uh, but $3 million towards the $4 million uh, effort to save it is going to be on the agenda at this Tampa City Council. 
we people are calling for Tampa to look at ways to save it. The foundation doesn't want it to be torn down, doesn't want it to be moved. Uh, and even though some people in government have suggested that that's what they would feel like they want to do, but I also want to urge you to go and, and share your, your voice on this topic of the Jackson House by going to the city council meeting. And we should always go to the city council meeting as often as we possibly can. And in the Tampa city council meets every Thursday at 9 a.m. And there will be public comment. Apparently it's on the agenda to comment about the Jackson House. Of course, if you want to do some remote commenting, you have to sign up for that. Go to Tampa.gov and click on the city council tab and sign up for, uh, you have to be pre-registered to sign up for uh, public hearing. You use the comment uh, remotely. So, but you can always use the three minutes to speak up at public comment in person at the city council. It starts at 9 a.m. this Thursday, every Thursday, but this Thursday, the Jackson House should be on the agenda. Well, I want to hear from you about all that is happening today. I know I bring... Up quite a few issues, uh, but there are a lot of things that are on my mind, and I'm certain are on your mind. That was one of them. But also getting back to what is happening on the continent of Africa, there's a lot of uh, problems there. We're going to get to that subject matter, but I want to take a short break and uh, let you know what number you can call me at 813-239-9663. Irene is waiting to take your telephone calls. And uh, if you want to call, we can talk about the Jackson House. We could talk about why authoritarianism is on the rise, is being embraced, not only in this country, but because of misinformation and disinformation campaigns by Russia on the continent of Africa. So we've got to go there next. But keep it tuned here to WMF Radio for Community Speaks as we talk about all the issues that we are trying to bring voice to here on Community Speaks. So keep it tuned. WMNF is more than just 88.5 FM. You can also find us online at WMNF.org. Check out the latest news stories, how to volunteer, future WMNF concerts, stream live or the latest episode of your favorite music shows, and more. And of course, you can always show your support and donate by clicking on the tip jar. Explore your community at WMNF.org. WMNF is accepting volunteer applications to be part of our on-air team. And welcome, this is Flappy Nights. Welcome, welcome to the Soul Kitchen of Design, your resident chef, Big Eddie G. Join your favorite voices on 88.5 FM, WMNF.org, and our HD channels. If you've always dreamed of being on the radio, I would love to be on the radio. Now's your chance. Join your listening supported radio station, WMNF. Apply under the programming tab at WMNF.org. I'm back. This is Patrick Mobili, your host for Community Speaks. And uh, talking about politics on the, in this state, in this city, and on the continent of Africa particularly. And as I said, 
Russia has invaded Ukraine and because it needs resources to carry out that war effort, Africa has become Russia's target. Guns for mineral schemes, mercenary diplomacy. It has increased violent coups, religious terrorism, and threatens more warfare to come on the African continent. But Vladimir doesn't care. The agenda is to swipe Africa's resources and to starve people while militaries ignore the elections. And so the Russian disinformation has been a central mode of operation in African states. And it's, uh, it's worrying because what we now call the coup belt in Africa, uh, these three countries of Mali, Burkina Faso, and now Niger have all suffered coups. And in the middle of all of that has been the private mercenary army of the Wagner Group. Uh, I guess it gives uh, it gives some a lot, a lot of ways for Russia's president to, to deny involvement, just as they did in eastern Ukraine for the longest time, using masked men. And now they're using the personal mercenary, the private mercenary army of the Wagner Group uh, to facilitate coup leaders in these African countries. It is also trying to uh, start up, expand the BRICS nations. It's a uh, uh, league of nations who are trying to organize a currency to really become a competitor to the U.S. dollar as the as the global reserve currency and a lot of other nations as a result of a lot of misinformation, especially on the continent of Africa. A lot of countries are now starting to want to join the BRICS nations. And one of the most recent African nations to join was South Africa. And but South Africa is also a signatory to the International Criminal Court. And one wonders if Vladimir Putin was to travel there, as he almost did recently, would South Africa have him arrested and tried for war crimes, uh, especially for the invasion of Ukraine and all of the war crimes that have taken place there in the process and all of the bad, the bad hand that they're playing, the hidden hand they're playing through the Wagner Group on the continent of Africa. At the same time, we're also seeing a space race take place as a result of these, uh, a lot of these countries in the BRICS are in a space race. And one of the uh, things that they are doing now is trying to reach the South Pole of the moon. And the country of India has already made plans to become a spacefaring nation by beating everybody to the South Pole as an Earth satellite on the moon's South Pole. And Russia wanted to beat India there, so it attempted to make a, an attempt to land on Earth's satellite on the moon and on the South Pole of the moon this weekend. And it failed miserably. It's what some people call its robotic space junk, crash-landed. Uh, of course, they couldn't put a really good spin on it, so it just says it suddenly ceased to exist. 
and they were not successful in landing their uh, their satellite or landing their robotic structure on space satellite, Earth satellite on the south pole of the moon. But that is clearly the new race. Now the race is to beat China there because the United States uh, is in a position now that it wants to beat China to the south pole of the moon because China would get, if China gets there first, it would lock everybody out. And the United States claims that it would never lock anybody out. Uh, so that is a new, those two nations are now in a race to get to the South Pole of the Moon. A new space race is actually on. And we're just going to see what happens. We saw the Russian loss to India. But will China lose to the United States? And if it's the other way around, will China get there first and lock everybody out? So the new space race is on. Also, in the middle of all of this disinformation, it was reported last week that the political party that lost more registered voters to COVID-19 were the Republicans. And one wonders, you know, why that well, we all know that there was a, a lot of disinformation, a lot of disinformation about the vaccine, and uh, people were defiant about not taking the vaccine. And now we're seeing a new surge. We have to be concerned about this every uh, every summer, and people are now, especially over sixty, are being urged to make certain they boost their vaccination, their vaccine every year, just as they do the flu. Um, and we also know RSV is another respiratory illness that is uh, impacting people over over 60. But everybody is urged to engage in preventative measures and to make certain that they do what they can to protect not only themselves, but the people around them, especially the older members of their families. Uh, those are some of the issues that are on my mind. Uh, you have an opportunity to chime in you can call it 813-239-9663 uh we talked about disinformation why people fall for authoritarian figures especially on the right uh and we see what the end result of that has been with the last resident of the white house he's in trouble in georgia right now as well as three other places for various reasons but mostly for trying to stage a, an American coup on the results of the last election uh, and no proof at all, trying to stir, uh, tie up the court system, tried to send fake electors to stand for him. Uh, the last uh, 45 wanted to send fake electors so that you could discredit the results of the election. It was, a, it was an attempt at an American coup. In the United States. So, you know, we have to be concerned about that. We'll see what the courts do, whether or not this is going to uh, put an end to that attempt. And any any person's attempt to try any time in the future, there are 18 co-defendants with 45 in Georgia for an attempt to seat fake electors. And I understand there's a resurfaced video that the governor of Florida tried to send fake electors. We're going to find out more about what happened there. But 
I do want to hear from you. It look like you're calling. You can join this caller I'm about to take by calling 813-239-9663. And we're going to go to Lakeland and see what Joe has to say about all of this. He's talking about political parties. Go ahead, Joe. You say what? What you're doing, uh, I, I want to speak to the Republican Party out there. I, I was a, I'm an African-American businessman who left the Republican Party in 2000. I want to tell you why. Um, I saw the, the manufacturing of a scandal with the Catherine Harris, the state uh, who, who controlled the state vote, the hanging chads over Al Gore. And yeah. election, and I thought we were I thought we were were shammed at that time. We were, you know that 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 was the, the very first try and attempt by that party to overthrow an election, and, and they they were they're successful to do that. They kind of uh, put the wool over our eyes. Al, Al Gore conceded, and and also Al Gore was the first one to point out our climate issues back in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at where we're at now with all this mess that we're in. Um, there are certain people on my wife's side who vote one way. Uh, they vote, she votes, a single-issue voter, she votes towards abortion. And and the struggle in my family is to show her on, like, a scale. Okay, the party is doing all this bad stuff, but they're bamboozling you with this one issue that they're dangling, like, as if they are the, the party of, of God or Christianity, but with all the evil they do. But at the same time, I have to explain to her, and I please wish everyone to understand, if you are a Christian, and I'm not trying to get into religion here, I do want to understand that if you are a Christian, you are only accountable for your own actions. You are not accountable for the votes of others or for a vote or for voting towards our Constitution, which our Constitution in America says we all have rights. We can't choose between gun rights, that's that's the only thing I'm going to vote for, or a woman's right to choose for herself. So, America's, our Constitution, which founds this nation, my parents, I'm a Gold Star family member. We're a Gold Star family. My father was killed in Vietnam, and him and my mother met in the Army. She was an RN. So we served, we sacrificed. And I understand the Constitution more than a lot of these pseudo-patriots that want to, you know, claim patriotism and claim this or that. Our Constitution that we are founded under this nation gives us all rights, and we have to respect each other's rights as Americans because we are stronger together than we ever will be separated. And this party, the Republican Party now, seems to want to separate hate with with hate, separation, uh, divisiveness, um, you know, uh, racism, Whatever it takes, as if China is not just waiting for us to divide from within, or Russia, or North Korea. Mm-hmm, God, mm-hmm. We have to wake up and really vote away this hate. We've got to get back to the days of, you know, detente, working across the aisle, you know, having conversations instead of this toxic government that we're going towards. Guys, we got to, we got to get away from this. we got to vote these people out. Uh, Florida has become one of the, the melting pots of that. We've got people moving away and here for 
for both reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the governor is throwing whatever he can try to stick up against the wall and letting us pay for it and with you know attorneys and court. And that's coming out of our pocket, Floridians. We're paying for right, this legal right. work, by the way, you know, and, and appeals and, and all of this stuff. You're paying for it. And your governor's on out selling his book. He's already made a million dollars. He's not in meetings. He's not in sessions. Uh, and he's out, uh, you know, losing a campaign because his, his message is not, is not favorable to the new America. Everyone's seeing what it's done to us in the past. You know, you, you've lost many people to COVID. People have died because of your party's message and, and misportrayal of the truth. Hmm. In fact, it, it's just, we've got to wake up, guys. We're smarter. Yeah. Let's just, let's just give each other a chance to work together. Um, you know, respect everyone's rights as Americans. And, and, and then do some research. Don't take what these people are saying right. from the pulpit or their press releases because they're trying to spew whatever they can to get a vote from you and to continue you in the dark. And uh, But, Joe, I remember the year 2000. I remember that vote and, and how we just had to accept that the Supreme Court of Florida was going to stop the count, was not going to allow the count to continue, and this Catherine Harris, as you mentioned, decided to call the election for George W. Bush, and I thought that he was the worst iteration of a president at that time. And but the look at looking at what had happened, he 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 had help doing what he did. And and then he goes on to lie about weapons of mass destruction and starts a war in Iraq. Exactly. And I'll go I'll go on to say Catherine Harris, who are, they own private banks here, her and her family, uh after that was done, they quickly sold off all those banks. And disappeared right after all that. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, th- that's that's the truth. Uh, also, we voted that man in, and then of course, you know, nine eleven was allowed to happen. I'm going to say that because it was allowed to happen. There's many FBI agents who tried to testify that we had we had intelligence. Yeah, this was going to happen, and they allowed that to happen in America. It's not conspiracy. This is yeah. truth. And, and it was all to conspire because, you know, George Bush and his dad, if you guys know the history, uh, they had issues with the, with the Saudi government. And they had, they had back uh, things that had gone on because his dad was in government for many years. And so they wanted some retribution for some things. And, and that party, the whole Republican Party, colluded with this to make this happen. Guys, they are not the party of, of I, I, it's almost as if we, we've been infiltrated by some foreign faction, and they are mm. trying to undo, at our demise, any way they can to subvert, change, uh, disrupt. Uh, at any and all costs now, it's like they're, they're full-blown, you know, we'll try to we'll vote against everything. We'll be even racist. We'll be haters. We'll be separatists. We'll call white, black, black, white. And they've they've been able to access social media. That's what's made it different. That's what's different about now from then. Hey, Joe, thank you. Thank you from Lakeland. And thank you for what you're doing, sir. You're welcome. 813-239-9663. We're going to go to Jennifer from Spring Hill. This is Community Speaks, and you can call me, 813-239-9663, or you can write to DJ at WMNF. 
org. And Jennifer, you also want to talk about the political parties. Go ahead. You say what? Um, yeah, I would like to just throw in that, yeah, I agree with what he's saying about the Republicans, but i got to say, as a Green Party member, I've seen even more suppression from the Democrats. They might, you know, they say that they agree with things that we have on our platform. They say it, but they don't live it because they keep us out of the debates. I mean, Ross Perot was the last time we had any third party in debates, and that was with League of Women Voters. The RNC and the DNC colluded, took that away, and now they decide. And they won't let Greens or Libertarians or any other party in the debate. So the United States, we're losing our democracy. And, and you know, it's, it's like we're, we have to choose between the lesser evil or who's the, who do you really trust? And, and it's been a seesaw because people fluctuate. They say, well... I don't like what this party's doing, and they swoop over to the other party. But more and more people are like NPA or independent, and they don't even know where to go, but they don't even get to hear about us. I mean, we're, we're kept, they sue us to keep us off ballots. Like, in, we had a candidate for U.S. Senate in North Carolina. He could, he had to fight legal battle just to get on the ballot, even though he had gotten enough signatures. Um, you know, so the Democrats suppress voters, too. And, and it's interesting when you see what's going on, like, in Guatemala, in the global south, where the progressive parties were small, but they're starting to get in, even though with the corruption. But it's like, we have the same thing here. We seem to think that... We don't, and, and sadly, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love my country, and I hate to see that we're run by two parties that are corporatists, they're warlike, they, you know, they're pro-Israel against, you know, Palestinian indigenous communities. Um, the, you know, it's just, it's yeah for it's a country, really yeah, and for a country that's not really set up for a third party is really yeah. is really kind of contained in with these two. Parties and, and keeping people out of the debates is one of the ways they do it. But uh, you got to admit, though, the Green Party has done quite well, especially in Europe. And uh, it does get a lot of traction despite the uh-huh. the fact that it's been kept out of debates. And uh, you got to admit also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're a global party. We're in yeah. almost 100 countries and we're united between the four pillars of um, democracy, ecology, social justice and peace. And that's where we align ourselves. And every party is independent of itself. Um, we don't run the global greens. You know, mm-hmm. But um, the United States, is we're suppressed really badly. I mean, even our candidate, Jill Stein, five years after that she had got matching funds, which she did earn, she needed to get $5,000 in small donations from at least 20 states, and she did. But then the FEC came down on her under Biden to say, oh, you know what? There was a little detail, and now they're suing her, and they're making her trying to make her pay back one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. And I mean, really, that's what that's what a small donation to some of these that they get from like big pharma or the military-industrial complex. I mean, and the, the the Wall Street bankers. I mean, it's it's people are like, I don't even want to vote because it's so corrupt. We have no other choice, but. You know, two old white guys. Yeah, but and they got to vote. <laughs> they get... <laughs> well, yeah, I know. We should vote. I do vote. But it's, it's, and it's, the thing is, like, I don't like any, and the Democrats are big on this. Like, oh, how dare you spoil the elections? It's like, oh, yeah. wait a second. <laughs> because it's not, it does not pan out. It's people that wouldn't have voted anyway. And, I mean, we have had mm. supported women. And, I mean, the Democrats act like they own women. They act like they own the environmentalists. They act like they own people that are pro-choice, you know, and, like, you have to vote for us because we're the good guys. 
and you know, you were talking earlier about like the globalists. I mean, are the, where they're, you know, the BRICS and so on. It's it's a same kind of mindset. Like, oh yes, well when we have a coup in Guatemala or in Iran, when we depose a military, you know, or I mean a a popularly elected leader that was progressive, it's good. But if Russia does it, oh, or China, and and they actually don't do it. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of like they it, what we will bring is going to be a better kind of um, imperialism, a better kind of colonization oh. of the global south. And well, I don't think any colonization, I'm, I'm all for these countries getting their freedom, like yeah. Nicaragua is trying to be, and they are independent, but we are still sanctioning them as the United States. And, you know, so we, why are we acting like these countries are all going to go, yeah, the United States is great. They've always been really, always been really, you know, up front with us. It's not what we're, we're seeing, and it's both parties. Yeah, well, I think is a lot of it is, is dollar uh, diplomacy. But also mm -hmm. the fact that the, the Greens' big issue, I, I thought, was the environment. And that has, uh, a lot of people have woken up to that. But I guess yes. they can't ignore it anymore, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, I mean, that's both parties. Neither of them are signing the Paris Clinton. And they don't agree with these. They don't. And like you brought up before, like South uh, Africa signed on to, you know, to not... You know, these are these are international agreements, and the United States and Russia and China are the outliers there, and Ukraine also. So, you know, we don't support the world court, <laughs> and right. you know, it's like we're going to be above that. Otherwise, you know, Israel, will, you know, and, and it's just it's it's the the blind support we have for these things, and so people have to hold their nose and vote. I mean, these are all these common sayings, and it's. But it's, you know, we want to see more choices. I'm not saying that only the Green Party should be out there. We should give people the choice of libertarians and constitution. We should have publicly funding ele publicly funded elections because the Greens mm -hmm. don't take corporate dark or special interest PAC money. And the people, oh, why don't you guys win? Well, because we're up against big money all the time. And we do actually do pretty good here. And, but it's still, it's, it's rough because it's hard to compete against people that can buy all these TV ads. I mean, right. you could get even TV ads for everyone or even, you know, um, mailings for everyone, but it's whoever's got the most money is the ones that all the people think, well, I guess I can't even vote for the Greens because they probably won't win. Well, it's a self-defeating prophecy. In <laughs> the super packs. Yeah, you don't hear of us, you don't win, but we are there. We have one and we have the most elected officials in the United States of any party on the left um, by far. And so we are a good alternative, and we are going to be on, we're hope, like Jill Stein was on enough ballots. Nobody really said it in the corporate news, but she was on enough um, ballots to have the electoral votes to have won. She could have won, except that was never, you know, emphasized at all. They'd rather talk about, you know, how creepy Ronald, or Donald Trump is and <laughs> so it's the same old thing we're fed all the time and it's nice that there's an alternate here on WMNF yeah. but even so it, it, it always it's important that I think that the it's important for us to talk about it, of course, because we're the alternative. But mm -hmm. also what's all what I think is is the best policy or the best thing for a political party is the bottom up strategy where you go after yeah. school boards and city councils, right? And we do, and that's people don't think that we do, and that's where we are elected um, because it's hard to get into the big races. However, there's something that people forget or maybe just don't realize that if we don't run a presidential candidate all the time now, 
we will lose ballot access in some states. Mm-hmm. It's another one of those little laws that, you you know, some states, I mean, it, I think Georgia had to get 50,000 signatures to get on the ballot. And I think it's gone up to 80,000. It's crazy. And that's what you need to get. So you have to get more in case something, somebody spoiled their signatures. on the. But, you know, so actually we have to run or we have to start, we lose all those states and have to start getting ballot access in those states. So we do have to run someone. And hopefully we can always run the better candidate. And we run women. We've often run, you know, like up against Obama, we had Cynthia McKinney and Rosa Clemente, two women of color. And Cynthia McKinney actually had more experience in D.C. She was um, a U.S. congressperson for six terms, 12 years. Obama had just barely made six as a U.S. senator. So, you know, it's, it's prejudiced against better choices possibly for what people want, like you said, for the environment and for peace. Do we want to be constantly, you know, supporting 800 military bases? I mean, we could house people here. We could feed people here. You know, we can bring the best of ourselves if we went that way. And it wouldn't destroy our economy. It would embolden our economy to start manufacturing, you know, here and paying a living wage here. You know, people are working poor. People, I know people that are homeless that have a job making $20 an hour, but they have four kids. And they, you know, someone decided to up their rent and they couldn't afford it and they couldn't get anything else because they have to pay for the deposit. And, the, you know, it's these are a lot of things that this country could address and, and it's ignored. Well, you certainly um, need, you need a backbone as a party if you're going to stand up to the demands of capital, because I'm certain that's why rents are rising. That's why wages are stagnating. Yeah, it's worshiping Wall Street for one, and the real estate. Um, those people that lobby in D.C. I mean, K Street's all over the place. They got every. I mean, it's, there's like hundreds of lobbyists for each person in office. It's crazy, and and then right. you know, I mean, what, what we're dealing with here, we've got a despot in our state, and and we think, oh, well, we have to go the other way because you know he's so terrible. DeSantis is so terrible, but this monster's been created by the fact that. The Republicans can be as bad as they want, and they promise bad things, and their voters tend to want certain things that maybe aren't the, you know, the better choice, the kinder choice. Um, then the Democrats just have to be a little bit to the left of that. So it's getting worse and worse and worse. So that's why I strongly suggest that people do not uh, fear going out and voting for a third party. And sending a message that this is a direction that we want, even if we don't win, it'll send a message that it's going to be hard to ignore. And I think maybe this time people, there's enough people that are out of the two parties that are going to resonate, hopefully with the Greens, hopefully not with uh, no labels, Joe Manchin. But <laughs> I welcome even, you know, even that just to bring down the Republicans, the fear of Trump, you know, um, because voting against Trump, sure. I mean, I understand that. But, you know, what we're getting isn't isn't Joe Biden in his prime. And even when he was in his prime, look what he did to Iraq. I mean, <laughs> he's the one that wanted to divide it up into four different plate pieces. And I mean, it's yeah, I, I remember you know. and at the time he thought that was that was prudent. Hey, yeah. Jennifer, yeah, so thank I mean, you. Sure. Well, thank you for giving me this time. Let's start. Good rest of the afternoon. Right, bye bye. Bye bye. If you love classic soul, R and B, Caribbean, gospel, hip hop, or house music, and if you love podcasting and exclusive interviews. 
If you love urban culture and urban music, then you'll really love the Urban Cafe channel. You can find it here on HD2 if you have an HD2 radio, or you can go to WMNF.org and download our mobile app so that you can listen to it all the time. Right now, you're tuned to Community Speaks here on your community radio station. Take your telephone calls, 813-239-9663. We're also reading your emails, and you are writing. David Gonzalez talks about the Red State. He said he finds it interesting that the NAACP gives Dwayne the award when they know his personal activism. NAACP is mostly old religious people who don't approve of gender choice. They don't seem to realize they are aligned with religious right against themselves. David, that's pretty provocative. We'll have to talk more about that. I know that was the old view of the NAACP, but certainly they are recognizing and standing in solidarity with those who are under threat, especially here in Florida. 813-239-9663 is the number to call if you want to get on the air and talk about what is happening around us. We got to go back to the telephone lines. It's like Chris is waiting on the line to talk. Go ahead, Chris. You're talking also about political parties and more. Go ahead, Chris. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I got to admit that I feel great sympathy for the last caller, the woman who was speaking about, you know, the third parties and and all. But the, there's a basic lack of, of appreciation of the, of the real politic at work here. We're facing a fascist takeover here in America with the Republican Party, and it always has been for my entire life, and I am dead certain it always will be. It's going to come down a choice between the lesser of evils. We're never going to get perfect. And those people who, in my heart, I'm a green. But, you know, I live in Florida, so we have this primary system here where you either declare yourself or you don't participate. You can't participate in a meaningful way. So, you know, you're, you're stuck with, with, with uh, you know, yeah. going with what you have. And, you know, I, I, so I have, you know, I end up having to, I've been a registered Democrat here, even though my sympathies are, I'm way left, you know, on the progressive side of the Democratic Party. Yeah. And, but, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't really work. And until the Greens or any other third party can develop the, the, the critical mass of awareness and support, they're not really viable for anything other than drawing off from the left, which is going to be the Democrats. So, mm-hmm. you know, they need to well their eyes and realize, you know, they already screwed up one election in 2000 with, with voting for Nader, you know? And, and are they going to be that foolish to do it again and, and vote for Jill Stein and, and siphon off enough votes to enable... Donald Trump this weekend, because we already have a massive uh, disadvantage with the electoral college system in this country, and, and, and they want to exacerbate it by throwing their support to somebody who's just going to, in all likelihood, siphon votes from the Democrats and, and, and put Republicans in. We've seen this happen right. over and over again. And as long as people like the, your last caller, good-hearted people, mm-hmm. well-intentioned, don't open up their eyes and realize it's always a choice between the lesser of evils. And there is no doubt about it. I mean, ask yourself rhetorically, where would you rather live in a 
and you, you know, the big complaint from the right is always you start talking to well, you know, Democrats, socialists, communists. <laughs> well, where the, where the hell would you rather live in a, a socialist country like Sweden or a, a totalitarian dictatorship like Russia? Because <laughs> that's what the, the, any fool who votes for. And I'm not saying they're fools. If, 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 they, if, they, if their you know, intention is, oh, you know, let's feel good. Let's do the right thing. Well, you know, we should all vote. For it. Well, they are going to vote green. They're not going to. In my lifetime, I do not see the. And I'm, I'm 63. You know, I'll be lucky if I get another 10 years. I don't see within my lifetime that the Greens are going to develop that kind of awareness in the country when you've got 77 million people who voted for Trump and who believe the son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like they're 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 uh, they're. They're fighting against the tide. They remind me of King Canute commanding the tides to go back. You know, it's not going to happen until there's a, a great enough awareness raised in this country where people understand these are fascists. And you know, these people are content to let their children grow up in a fascist government, a totalitarian government, a Trumpocracy, a Christocracy. Uh, it's every bit as bad as, as the Ayatollahs and... and and the mullahs in Iran, they, they think, you know, they're different. I, I see them just being just as bad or worse. You know, you see the, these these evangelical Christians uh, voting mostly on the abortion issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and I have some sympathy for them. I appreciate their, their feelings. But, you know, I've had a sister at ectopic pregnancy. You know, the women experience medical conditions. They need even a woman who wants right. to see them. It needs an abortion at times. And these people are just way out on the extreme right has become the norm. I remember I used to have a lot of friends who were Republicans. But, I mean, if somebody tells me they're a Republican now, I know that they're an enemy of freedom, that they're content to have a totalitarian dictatorship because they're afraid of socialism. And, and <laughs> I mean, the, the people who are supporting the Republicans right now, they're either greedy billionaires, rich, uh, they're, who want their tax cuts, you know, that, that's which is really what drives the Republican Party. And now, since Trump has legitimized uh, racism and bigotry and white supremacists, you know, so, so now the party is populated by all these. Yeah, the deplorables, the basket full of deplorables. Hillary Clinton was so, you know, undiplomatic and and foolish to say. It's, you know, these people need to wise up. We're on the knife's edge right now, and you're not going to get your first choice. Sorry. And and, and her complaint about, well, they don't let us participate in debates. Hey, you know what? Have your own debates, you know, and then then qualify. But, you know, I'm really... Even though I, I consider myself heart, you know, green, I've got enough goddamn. Pardon me, I've got enough sense to realize that uh, w- w- when push comes to shove, you got to make a choice, and your choice shouldn't be for Ralph Nader or Jill Stein, unless you're a fool. You're a fool because if you'd rather have a losing candidate and say, well, "Yeah, I support Jill Stein," who's great? Yeah, well, yeah, Donald Trump's in now, but I support Jill Stein. You're a fool. I'm sorry. You're just a fool until you can demonstrate that that party has raised sufficient awareness that they're going to be a serious contender. All you're doing is drawing votes away from the party that's going to keep the fascists out of power. Hey. I appreciate your time so much. Thank you. I appreciate most everything you say. I agree with, you know, 
But that woman, the, these people who are so misguided that they would vote for Green in the general election rather than uh, an imperfect Democrat. And every Democrat I've ever voted for has been imperfect. You know, I worked I worked twice for for Obama's campaign, walked the streets for him. You know. And I knew he was imperfect, you know, and I know every time I vote for somebody, they're going to disappoint me, especially if they're a Democrat. But at least they try and they're trying to do the right thing mm. as best they can within the limitations of the system we have at this time. And uh, until such time, uh, as, uh, first of all, you know, we, we need we can't let these Republicans win another election if they if they get control of. Any branch of the government, well, they already, they've got a lockdown on the Supreme Court now. The judiciary has been so damaged, the Justice Department, so much damage was done under under Trump, Barr, the Republicans, and yeah, and going all the way back to, to 2000, which was, that election was stolen by the U.S. Supreme Court, by the way, not the Florida Supreme well, Court. Florida stopped the count, but yeah, the, the U.S. Supreme uh, Court did go ahead. Ended up, that was settled by the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, you're right. And John Roberts, who was instrumental in the, the efforts to, to over you know overturn uh, uh, legitimate efforts to, for a recount, he was rewarded with his seat on the Supreme Court. And this mm. is just what we're going to get. More and more of this. this I mean, you know, it, it, it's we're we're so on the edge now. This country could tip either direction, and, and you know, people like that woman need to wake up and realize. You know, swallow it, swallow your pride, and vote Democrat because that's the only thing that's going to save our asses at this point. Hey. I appreciate so much giving me time for that. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Chris. You had a lot to say, and uh, we're out of time, but we did. Uh, we're going to continue this discussion. We did get some email. We got one from Elizabeth who talks about the Greens. Um, it says she hasn't seen any quality candidates from the Green Party that would earn her vote. Uh, but they do have the organization, and we must address the reality of fascism first. Thank you, Liz, for writing in. And uh, that's my time. This has been Community Speaks. Uh, you can keep writing me. You can also write me at criticalspeaker at yahoo.com or you could go to Mobilio on Facebook. Uh, my name is Patro Mobili. This has been Community Speaks. And uh, once again, we're still looking at and celebrating 50 years of hip hop. And uh, it's been central to this uh, to this. Uh, culture and uh, gonna go out with the rapper who provides us with theme song for Community Speaks the Somali-born rapper uh, Kanan, K-N-A-A-N Kanan here on the uh, this uh, edition of the extra hour of public affairs programming here from noon to one so keep it tuned and uh, come back to Next edition next week We'll be here next week With a continuation of the political discussion the Cultural discussion And the economic discussion Here in Black August 